Welcome to the Engineer Soft Skills Podcast. My mission is to help engineers develop their soft skills and break through the barriers of social anxiety to show up more boldly at work, create awesome friendships, improve their dating and relationships, and build lives that they love. Welcome to the Engineer Soft Skills Podcast. This is Dylan, your host. And if you're listening to this right after it came out, we are currently in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. And if you're somebody who's been affected by that in a very serious way, if you know people who are, if you are, if you have contracted the virus, or if you know people who are, my heart goes out to you. If you have in some way, if your work has been affected by that, my heart goes out to you. And this is such a great opportunity to practice our mindset, to practice when external events happen that are really intense, that are really difficult and challenging, how can I get to a place of positivity surrounding that? Because external events do not have to influence our internal state. External events do not have to scare us, do not have to make us feel small and out of control. And at the same time, I understand that it is a very challenging time. So again, my heart goes out to you if you've been majorly affected. What I want to talk about in this episode is that for most engineers, for most white-collar workers, if you haven't been affected in the way of being laid off or furloughed, it is likely that you, rather than working in an office, are going to be working from home. And that is certainly my situation. I already had a work-from-home one or two days a week setup at my current position, and now I'm working from home five days a week. So that's been an adjustment period. In this podcast, I want to dive into several tactics that I've been learning that you can take to maximize your effectiveness working from home while staying sane, while keeping their, keeping your mindset in the place that it ought to be. So number one, stick to a routine. I think that it's important to wake up at the same time each day, have a morning routine, and you can check out my other podcast for information on how to create a morning routine. That's a great one. And I think that this helps you create a sense of normalcy as well as gets you in the right mind frame before starting your work. Importantly, and this is something that I skipped when I started working from home, don't just wear sweatpants. There are certain things that you can get away with when you're working from home, but some of them are not so good for you and your sanity and your work productivity. Wearing sweatpants or wearing pajamas or just generally being more relaxed and and not taking things as seriously signals to your brain that it's time to be lazy. When you don't shower and you're wearing pajamas at work, your brain is more in the mood for Saturday cartoons in that energy level, that lazy sort of energy level. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but you're just not triggering, triggering your brain to get into the same state that it would be at work when you're tackling difficult engineering problems so you won't be as effective. This is about conditioning your brain to understand, okay, it's time to sit down and do work. The next thing is limiting distractions. So limiting distractions is a great idea in general, but at home it's especially important. At work, I think it's already a smart idea to put your phone away to put it in a backpack or put it in another room or put it in a cabinet and avoid the distractions that come with it. 
put away your personal laptop, whatever sounds are bothering you, anything like that that would interrupt your focus because as engineers, as knowledge workers, the most important thing that we have is our ability to deeply work, to deeply focus on a particular challenging problem. If you have other people around that might bug you, do whatever you can to limit that. Talk to them about the times during which it would be helpful to you to be able to fully concentrate and how things that they might not realize are distracting you are really distracting and taking you away from bringing your full best self to work. Put that phone in the other room and make your desk, make your environment in which you're working as distraction-free as possible. Next, we want to designate a work area. Importantly, don't goof around in the area that you are intending to work in. Don't be lazy or slack around in that area. It's okay and, in fact, encouraged to have times at home when you're totally relaxing. You're totally goofing around, lounging around, you're gaming or you're watching Netflix, or you're just in that more lazy energy. But if you do that in the same spot as you work, you will not associate your desk, chair, or area with work. And this is really important. I think that we tend to undervalue that conditioning of our mind. Our mind, we are very habitual creatures. And if you put us in an area that we're conditioned to feel more lazy and relaxed in, that's not going to have the same impact as if we are in an environment that we have only associated with deep-focused work. So when you do want to hop on your phone or engage in something distracting, try getting into another area of your room and try scheduling that time in ahead of time. Next is to take a lot of breaks. I've talked before about how important it is to maximize your energy. And in order to do so, we need to work like sprinters rather than marathoners. This comes from a book that I think is absolutely fantastic, which is called The Power of Full Engagement. So we need to have short bursts of intense work sprints, followed by rejuvenating breaks. That's what they talk about in The Power of Full Engagement, working like a sprinter. Personally, I have found it hard to stick to taking breaks when I started working from home. I would sit in my chair most of the day and not really get up much because I had everything I needed right next to me and there weren't any meetings that I had to physically go to. I had my coffee right there. I could put food right at my desk. So I would just kind of sit in my chair all day. And this is just not, not good for us. It's not healthy. It's not ultimately that productive. And it doesn't allow you to, it doesn't allow your brain, it doesn't allow your body, it doesn't allow you to refresh and recharge which is required in order to jump back into doing cognitively demanding work. Brian Johnson of Optimize, who's been a big, big influence on me. I think that that website, optimize.me, is fantastic. It's a membership site, so you do have to pay for it, but I think it's outstanding, and I would highly recommend checking it out. Brian states that you should be taking approximately a 15-minute break, once every 90 minutes in order to account for your body's natural ultradian rhythms. He also states that every 1,000 seconds, which if you're doing the math is 16 minutes and 40 seconds, you should take a micro break for about a minute and move around, move your body. He learned this from a NASA health expert who worked with astronauts who were unable to get much movement in. 
and stated that one ought to be moving their body at least every 20 minutes to avoid negative health effects of being sedentary. So he picked a thousand seconds kind of as a fun yardstick. It doesn't have to be exactly that. But once every 20 minutes or so, getting up and moving your body is really important. And that's not just to say, oh, this is healthy, this this will make you feel good. It legitimately is what will make your day the most productive that it can be while making you feel awesome. So why not? What's your excuse for not doing that if you're not doing it already? Finally, this is another thing that Brian hammers home constantly when you're on his site, is to take care of your fundamentals. He calls them your fundies. So sleeping, eating, and moving, those are the fundamentals of our health. Those are the fundamentals of what allows us to be vibrant and energetic and to get things done. Be healthy. It's easy to fall out of your routine, and I know I certainly did. Frankly, at the beginning of the COVID-19 crisis, when you know maybe the first week after it was decided that we're going to be staying from home, staying at home, and that it was pretty clear, it was unclear how long we would be doing so. That was kind of anxiety provoking for me. Are we going to be at home for three weeks? Or are we going to be at home for two months? Are we going to be at home for a year? Who knows? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> um, so I fell out of my routine. I started just not eating the way I would normally eat. I was not moving. I would just stay in my apartment all day, even though we do have the ability to just go outside and get a workout in. My gym's closed, but that doesn't stop me from working out, from moving my body in a healthy, optimal way. Sleeping. I found that I would stay up late watching Netflix with my roommate, and then I would sleep in till right when I had to work, and I wouldn't get my morning routine in. And because I was up late looking at my screen, I didn't get optimal sleep. So I was more tired the next day. I didn't get that morning routine in. So I wasn't as prepared for the day as I could be. And that probably diminished my productivity, my ability to get things done, maybe 30 or 40%. I'm not sure the exact number, but that's probably about in the ballpark of what's correct. So... These things are really important. Don't let them negatively impact your health. Often we can think of how to be a good, successful engineer, and we can only focus on the brain. We can only focus on the technical aspects of engineering. You know, how do I be an engineer, a better engineer? Well, I have to learn how to analyze stress better, or I have to learn how to work this software program. And yes, those things are absolutely helpful, and I totally believe in being a lifelong learner and continually updating your skills. And some of the fundamentals of human health and productivity will actually have a bigger effect on your ability to get things done day to day. So don't ignore those. Don't ignore the fundamentals. And that is it. Those are the tips that I have on how to Remain productive working from home and remain sane. Not only sane, we want to remain highly positive while we go about facing these challenging times. So again, just to recap, we want to stick to our routine, you know, make sure that you're doing a morning routine each day. If that's something that you're already doing, great. If that's something that you've never done before, check out my episode on how to install a morning routine. Next, limit distractions. So 
getting your phone out of the room is an awesome way to limit distractions, avoiding being on email constantly. That's a great way to limit distractions. Talking with the people who might be bothering you <laughs> in your home and finding ways to creatively work around getting distracted by them is a huge way to, to boost your productivity and to be more awesome and sane at work. Next is to designate a work area. So find an area that you will associate with doing focused hard work. And then when it comes to relaxing, lounging around, do that in another space so that your brain's not associating laziness and relaxing and lounging with your workspace. Next, take a lot of breaks. Work like a sprinter rather than a marathoner and be rejuvenating your energy. Every 90 minutes, take a 15-minute break. And as Brian would say, you have that ultradian rhythm every 90 minutes or so. You also have a microdian rhythm every 15 minutes or so. It's important to take a tiny little break, get your brain off your work, move your body, and then come back to it rejuvenated. And then finally, take care of your fundamentals. We all know that we should be sleeping better and eating better and moving more. And sometimes we don't do it, especially when things like this come up. It's easy to have that excuse. I can't, you know, continue being as healthy as I've been. Um, and avoiding falling into that trap is a huge way to not only be healthier during this period, not only be more productive, but just to feel better. And I think that is such an important thing that we can have in our life. The quality of our life is the quality of our emotions. If we feel better, we are going to live better. So see if you can take those tips. Take the one or two that are most important to you. Or if you want, be an all-star and try to implement them all. Anyway, you are awesome. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And have an excellent rest of your day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Engineer Soft Skills Podcast. If you're interested in more, you can go to engineersoftskills.com to check out more videos, podcasts, articles, and to download a free PDF called The Ultimate Guide to Soft Skills. This is a 25-page ebook covering the best of what I've learned on how to level up your soft skills to improve your social life, dating life, and career. Again, thank you for listening.